this afternoon to the Gospel of John, and we want to look in chapter 2. That's the Gospel of John, chapter 2, and we shall begin reading at verse 1. That's the Gospel of John, chapter 2, and we shall begin reading at verse 1. Uh, when you find it, those who are able, we ask that you would please stand as we reverence the reading of the Word of God. That's the Gospel of John, chapter 2, and we shall begin reading at verse 1. The word of the Lord reads, and the third day there was a marriage in the Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage, and when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. There was set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and his disciples. And they continued there not many days. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord as I look at the text, I want to preach from this thought this afternoon, just for a little while. I want to talk about Christ can handle your crisis. Christ can handle your crisis. My brothers and my sisters, I want to begin by saying to you today, in this life, all of us will have our share of trouble. Uh, I have I've discovered, uh, I've not lived as, as long as some of you, but I have discovered 
in this life, no matter how you try to dance around trouble. How many know it just happens sometimes? As a matter of fact, the last time I checked the record, Job said that trouble is a part of life. I paraphrased it just then, but he said it like this. He said, man that's born of a woman is only of a few days, and those days are full of trouble. My brothers and my sisters, I want to suggest to you today that all of us in here, we will, if we have not already experienced it, and even if you already have, I have discovered that we live in a some more world. Somebody said, what you talking about? Spell that for me. S-O-M-E. We live in a some more world. Somebody said, what do you mean by that? It does not matter how much trouble you've had, as long as you live over here, you're going to have some more. Does not matter how many times you've been disappointed in life. Keep living on this side, you're going to face some more disappointments. No matter how uh, hard of a time you've had in this life, as long as you live on this side, you're going to experience some more hard times. But my brothers and my sisters, I want to suggest to you this afternoon... Amen, that regardless to what situation we find ourselves confronted with, Christ can help us handle the crisis. Uh, my brothers and my sisters, I want to tell you that all of us will experience crisis in this life. Amen, uh, Webster's definition of crisis is a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. For those who, who are writing, uh, 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 Webster's definition again for crisis is a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. Now, I want you to understand before I go further into the text today. Now, we can go through some stuff uh, that may be difficult, but I want you to understand that it's something else. When you go through intense difficulty. Anybody know what I'm talking about? See, some things can be difficult. Help me preach if you can. But how many know other things are intense, can be more intense than other things in your life? It's easier to go to a dentist appointment. than it is to go to an appointment where the doctor said, I, I see cancer. Some things that we encounter in this life, all I'm saying, they are more difficult than others. And a crisis, amen, is intense difficulty, intense trouble, or intense danger. A synonym for crisis is, uh, a crisis means that you're at a critical point. Are y'all praying with me? You're at a critical point and 
It is an emergency situation. But let me ask you this. Anybody ever had an emergency situation to, go, to be going on in your life? And call 911 and you get a fool on the other end of the line. Now, I, now that have happened to me. <laughs> you, get the, you get the wrong person on the end of the line. And then sometimes you, you can call them and let them know it's an emergency situation. And you think your help is on the way. Talk back to me if you can. And they'll call you back. Tell me, do you still need help? If I didn't need help, I would not have called. But is there anybody here know that there is one greater than the one, amen, that than the dispatcher at the 911 office? There's one that sits high. And he looks down low, sits on his throne, sees everything that's going on. And you can call him directly. You don't need no telephone to call him. All you got to do is bow down. I wish I had somebody praying with me. All you have to do is bow down. Amen. And you know what I learned? If you can't bow down, you can stand up and still call him. Oh, I wish I had a church in here this morning. You can stand up and call him Father. I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. See, because I've learned this in my own life. You know, sometimes folks say, if you're going to talk to the Lord, you need to be bowed down. Well, you may not always be in a position to bow down. And I've come to discover you can be riding down the road in your car. Oh, I wish I, wish I had some. You ain't got to be in no sanctuary. Amen. You can be riding down the road in your car. Nobody but you and the Lord. And you talking to him. You can be at your workstation, in your cubicle. Oh, come on, somebody. And Lord, have mercy on the folks that think that the only way he can hear you is that you get loud. Y'all help me preach if you can. Come on, somebody. How many know you ain't even got to get loud? As a matter of fact, you ain't even got to open your mouth. Come on, somebody. You can talk to God heart to heart. As a matter of fact, if you can't do that, all you have to do, somebody said, if I couldn't say a word, anybody from the old school church, if I couldn't say a word, I'd just wave my hand. And you know what? Even in waving your hand, God know what you mean from your heart. Look at somebody and tell them God understands sign language. He understands sign language. When you wave your hand, it's sign language to heaven saying, Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need you to have mercy. Lord, I need your divine intervention in my life. Look at somebody and tell them he knows. The Lord knows. The Lord knows. Everybody, everybody will go through some crisis situations in this life. We all, we all would be there at some point in time in our life. And watch this. Everybody's crisis is not the same. You may not have money problems, but you got another problem. Come on, somebody. You may not have problems on your job, but you got trouble in the house. 
And how I many know trouble in the house is worse than trouble on the job? Help me preach if you can. Come on, somebody. Trouble in the house is worse than trouble on the job. Come on, because you got to sleep with it. You got to eat with it. Come on, somebody. You got to lay down with it. Get up with it. Sometimes your trouble, you got to make him a sandwich. Sometimes your trouble, you got to run a bath water. Come on, somebody. Everybody's crisis is not the same. I want to tell you, my brothers and sisters, that we need Jesus all the time. I don't care how good things are going. Don't you dare put the Lord on the back burner of your life. Come on, somebody. Don't you dare forget about the Lord. Just because you're driving a Mercedes, don't forget about the Lord because when it breaks down, you're going to need him. because it is in the Lord that we live and in him that we move and have our being. That's why a songwriter picked up a pen one day and began to write the song, I Need Thee. Every hour, Lord, I need thee. Bless me now, my Savior. Watch this. I come to thee. Well, let me get to the text. The Bible said that there was a wedding, a marriage going on in Cana of Galilee. The mother of Jesus was there. Mary was there and Jesus and his disciples were called to the marriage, meaning that they were invited. I want you to understand, I got I to gotta commend whoever made up the invitation list. Because they included Jesus. A whole lot of folks this day and time, they make up the invitation list. They invite Uncle Billy Joe. Aunt Sally. Help me somebody. Cousin Ralph. Inviting co-workers and other folks and they leave Jesus off the invitation list. And how many know anybody, anybody, any, any married folk in here, you know you need to invite Jesus. I'm giving the singer folks a little, a little word of advice right now. When you make up your invitation list, when you get ready to get married, invite the Lord. And don't just invite him on that day. Invite him for the duration of your marriage. You need the Lord. Mm, you need the Lord. Come on, somebody. How many know you need the Lord in your marriage? 
Uh, come on, somebody. The Lord got to be, because he's going to be the glue to hold you together. Come on, somebody. Ah, uh, y'all help me preach if you can. I don't care how good he look, how good she look. Amen. When trouble come, when trying days come, when crisis come, sometime it won't be their looks. Won't be none of that that hold you together, but Jesus can. Am I preaching to anybody that can say the Lord held, come on somebody, he held us together. Come on somebody, come on somebody. There'll be sometimes you'll move from, 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 from the point of being so in love and everything and you, and you could almost eat them up and then you face a trial in your, in your marriage you wish you had to eat them up. Y'all help me preach if you come on somebody. Y'all mighty quiet in here. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just making a point. That Jesus was invited. And anytime, if you're going to get married, make sure you invite Jesus. Jesus did not show up at this wedding to work a miracle. He didn't come to heal nobody. He didn't come to cast out a demon. He, did, he just came, he and his disciples, simply because they were invited. But isn't it good, isn't it, isn't it just like the Lord to be there when you need him? Am I preaching to anybody that can say he's been there when I needed him? He's been there for me when I, when I needed him, when, when I was going through. Some things that I couldn't handle by myself. The Lord was there. Look at somebody and tell them he made all the difference. He made, he made, he made all the difference. There's somebody in here that can say, I've, I've gone through some tests and some trials in my life. And if it had not been for the Lord, I would have killed somebody. Can y'all just keep it real? Come on, somebody. I would have done the wrong thing, amen, out of my anger and, and all of that. But the Lord was there for me. He, he made a way for me. He kept me from doing something I would have regretted for, for years to come. He kept me. Watch. Jesus was there. The disciples were there. And as they come on the scene and as they're there, as the people are, are partying and they're having a, a good time and a joyous and a merry time, a crisis was in progress. How many know that's the way it can be in our lives? We're just as happy-go-lucky happy and everything. And we're shouting and we're dancing. Going to work, come on somebody. And it looks like everything is all right, but we don't really know that behind the scenes in our life, there's a crisis. In progress. See, while the folks were out there eating and drinking, they had no idea that a crisis was about to happen. Sometimes that's the way we are. We having a good time. 
Y'all help me preach in here. Having a good time and, 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 and out of nowhere, a crisis pops up. A time of intense difficulty. Somebody said, well, help me better understand. Well, 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 you can be like this. You done just got a new house. New car. Did some things and, and it looked like everything is all right and, 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 and you're making pretty good money and all of that and it seemed like everything and then all of a sudden, uh, sometime you get a letter in the box at work. And they tell you we're going to do some cutbacks. And your department is on the list. That's just how quick you can find yourself in a crisis situation. An intense, difficult, troublesome situation. Watch this. The folks out there drinking, they having a good time, music going. They dancing and everything. And the folks had no clue that a crisis was in progress. The only ones that knew and that were aware of it were the people that were working in hospitality. They knew that that, that, that that was going to be a crisis soon because they were the ones handling the serving of the people. Are y'all with me? Somebody said, well, what was the crisis? Well, here it is. It's in the text. It says in verse 3, when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. Now, somebody might, have said, might be saying, well, what was the big issue about the fact that they have no wine? If they didn't have no wine, they were just out. The issue was this. Marriages as we know them today were not as they were in the biblical days in this time. In order for the ceremony to be complete, they had that, that ceremony, that celebration lasted at least seven days. That ought to help all the folks that's ever been to a long wedding that was only two or three hours. And you say, oh my God, that was a long wedding. In this day and time, we, we know weddings to be an hour, hour and a half, or two hours. But in the biblical days, in this day and time, in, in, the, in the text, the wedding, the marriage, the feast had to last at least seven days. And why? Because seven is the number of completion. It had to last at least seven days. So that means that the host, had to have enough food, they had to have enough wine and everything that they needed for the celebration 
They needed to last at least seven days. Now, when I looked at this text, Mary, the mother of Jesus, comes to him and said, they have no wine. I took note of something. And the Lord pointed out to me, he said, evidently, folks were doing more drinking than eating. She did not come and said the chicken wings are out. They're out of chicken wings. She didn't say that. She didn't say that they're out of hors d'oeuvres. She didn't say they're out of ham sandwiches. She didn't say they're out of chicken salad. Or nothing else that they may have had but she said that they are out of wine, which leads me to believe folks were doing more drinking. Than they were eating. Watch this. So she says they have no wine. Now, somebody said, well, what what made this a crisis? This is what made it a, a crisis situation. If they had run out of anything, it would have been an embarrassment on the host, on the family. That's what made it a crisis situation. Amen, amen. Somebody, you know how folks talk, God, we went there and they didn't even have enough wine. And they won't tell it, they would have had enough if you hadn't have been drinking so much. It would have been an embarrassment on the family. So that's what made this a crisis situation. How many, how many in here would, amen, would invite somebody to your house? Come on, come to the party, come to, come to the gathering. Come on, somebody. You know when you invite your guests, you want to have more than enough to entertain them. You don't want to be, have to tell nobody, now, 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 now listen, I got food, but everybody, you can't get but one plate. I'm just, I'm just being practical. Most, the average, the average person wants to be able to tell people when they invite them to a gathering, get as much as you want. How many in here would not be embarrassed if you invite somebody over and you run out of stuff and then somebody stand up there with a plate in their hand and you got to, I don't have it. We out. That's an embarrassing situation. That's what made this a crisis. It, that's what made it a crisis. So uh, 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 Jesus' mother, Mary, is trying to get ahead before anybody else finds out that the wine is running out. So she goes to Jesus. 
They wanted wine, and, 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 and she said, they have no wine. Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with you? That seemed like a, 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 a strange question for Jesus to ask his mother. Woman, what have I to do with you? In other words, Jesus said, it's not, it's not time for me to be doing all of that. But Mary knows that he's special and knows that if there's anybody that can work out this situation, the Lord can. Look at somebody and tell them anybody. If anybody can fix your problem, the Lord can. If anybody can handle your crisis, the Lord can. That's what Mary understood. There's nobody else in the room that can do anything about this problem but Jesus. If anybody can help you, the Lord can. If anybody can turn your situation around, the Lord can. If anybody can intervene, amen, and cause things that are bad to work out for the good, the Lord can. Look at somebody and tell them the Lord can handle your issue. The Lord can handle your issue. If you're sick, he can heal you. If you're sad, he can thrill you. If you're down, he can lift you. If you're weak, he can strengthen you. If you're lonely, he can comfort you. If you're crying, he can dry your weeping eyes. Somebody in here shout, the Lord can. He can do it for you. But here's the thing, although he can do it, watch this, there's a lesson for us in the text is that we got to take the problem to him. See, even though he can fix it, come on somebody, you got to tell him about it. And telling him about it, it's not that he's not aware of it. Come on, somebody. Because he's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. And he's also omniscient, meaning that he knows everything. So when you tell him about it, it's not that you're informing him. But it's that you're inviting him. Into your space. Look at somebody and tell them the Lord already knows. That's why Paul, that's why Paul says, let your request, watch this, be made known unto God. And if you tell the Lord about your trouble, I want you to understand, you're not informing God, but you're simply inviting God. And when the Lord is invited, how many know he will show up? When he shows up, he will show out and show forth his power and his glory. See, if although the Lord can, we have to invite him. We have to invite him to come in. So Mary, his mother, told him about the issue told him about the crisis that was in progress. She let him know they're at a critical point to where the wine is about to run out and uh, Jesus, we don't want the governor of the feast 
or any other guest to be asking for more wine and the uh, servants have to tell them we have no more. So she takes the problem to Jesus. Jesus said, woman, what have I to do with you? My hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servant, watch this, watch this. Between verse 4 and 5, the Lord revealed this to me, is that when Mary told Jesus about the problem, she left it alone. Do y'all see that in the text? She told him one time, and she left it alone. Even though Jesus said, woman, what have I to do with you? My hour is not yet come. In the text, Mary didn't say nothing else to Jesus. But she turned to the people, to the servants and said, whatever he says unto you, do it. Do you know why Mary did that? Do you know why Mary said that? Because watch this. She knew her boy. She knew that there's no way you can have a need and tell the Lord about it and he not do something about it. Is it anybody know if you tell him about it, you ought to look for him to do something about it. See, that's, that's the kind of faith that Mary had in Jesus. Once I tell him about it, I'm going to leave it in his hand. See, she knew there's no way that the Lord, you can bring something to the Lord, a problem. Come on, somebody. And he not do anything about it. Just as sure as you tell him about it, he'll do something about it. Watch this. Even though he said, it's not time for me to do this. Watch this. She knew that Jesus, amen, would break the rules in order to release the blessing. Anybody know sometimes he'll break the rules? Talk back to me if you can. I'm trying to let you out of here. I said, is it anybody here know God will break the rules sometime? Somebody said, give me some scripture of where he broke the rules. Well, don't you remember there was a woman, that, amen, there was a man who was a leper. And he came to Jesus and he said, Jesus, if thou will, thou can make me clean. Watch this. The Bible said Jesus reached out and touched him. Look at somebody and say, he broke the rule right there. Because anybody that had leprosy, you were not supposed to touch them at all. But the Lord reached out and touched the man and he was made whole of his leprosy and I, I began to question the Lord I said Lord why did you touch the man and the Lord just told me he said because I am God I got all power in my hand come on somebody and he said I could do that he said I could touch the leprosy without the leprosy touching me somebody ought to hear me this morning is it anybody know our God he got all power he said I can touch the leprosy but the leprosy can't touch me Sometimes he'll break the rules in order to bless you. Look at somebody, if you will. I'm almost, I'm getting ready to close here in a minute. But look at your neighbor and tell him your problem can't touch your God. 
Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Your problem can't touch God. Come on, somebody. Our God is God. He's the God above all gods. Amen. Our God's name is so powerful until at his name, demons begin to tremble. Our God is so powerful until the Bible said that the day is coming that every knee must bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. can't touch our God Jesus now he received the word that there's a problem going on there's a crisis in progress well, my brothers and sisters I want you to understand that our God the Bible said he's a high priest and he's able to be touched by the feeling of our infirmity. In other words, our problems touch the heart of God. He knows, my brothers and my sisters, if Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman, If he's just around a situation and he hear the lady, ah! he finds him a hiding place. He goes in one way. Come on, somebody. He goes in as a regular man and comes out as Superman and he goes to the rescue of the person that's crying. How many know that our God is far greater than Superman? some fictional character. Look at somebody and tell them our God is greater than Superman. As a matter of fact, amen, the Bible said that God's ears are open to the cry of the righteous. And it's also written in the word, the effectual, the fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much with God. That's why somebody need to hear this today. Instead of you talking about your problem, you need to talk to your problem. Come on, somebody. About your God. Tell God. About your crisis. Songwriter said, just a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right. Anybody ever had to talk to him? And as Big Mama used to say, the more I call him, the better I feel. I used to hear her say that, and as I got older, I began to understand more and more what they meant back in the day about talking to the Lord. You know, you, you know sometimes even before the problem gets fixed, just talking to him takes a whole lot of weight off your shoulder. Just having a talk with him and Mary, the mother of Jesus, told him and she said to people, to the people, whatever he says unto you, do it. She encourages them to just go ahead and act upon that which he tells you to do. It may seem foolish, but do it. 
You may not understand it, but do it. Somebody in the crowd might call you crazy. Help me preach if you can, but do it. Because when you do what the Lord said do, how many know that there's always a blessing to follow? Come on, somebody. How do I know? Because Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19, the Lord said, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And that simply means that if you walk in obedience to whatever the Lord has said, he will release the blessing in your life. So watch this. As I close, she said, whatever he says unto you, do it. And watch Watch, watch what happened. The Bible said there was sitting there six water pots of stone and they contained about two or three firkins apiece. So many gallons, so many gallons of, of water. And Jesus said unto them, he says, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. Y'all see they're doing what Mary told them to do, right? Doing what Jesus told them to do as well. She says, whatever he says. <laughs> Y'all help me preach him. They're following the instructions of Mary and Jesus because Mary tells them whatever he says do, to do it. And they're doing it because Mary has already given them the instruction, whatever Jesus says to you to do. Just do it. Just do it. Some of us get in trouble and we miss our blessing because we question too much. Just do it. And you know what I learned? Another thing, I, I got to share this. It's important that you do what he says do. Watch this. She didn't say ponder on it and do it. See, because sometimes the Lord can give you an instruction and tell you to do something, and if you don't go ahead and do it, your human, your logical thinking will get in the way of what the Lord wants to do. Because you sitting there trying to figure out, come on somebody, why did he say, dude, watch this, he tells them fill the water pots with water, amen. They know this ain't the usual way you make wine. Look at your neighbor and tell them God is going to do something unusual in your life. Anybody believe he's going to do something unusual? I, I don't know about nobody else, but I, I, I believe we serve an unusual God. And, 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 and he doesn't have to do things the way they're normally done. Unusual. Unusual. He said, fill the water pots with water. They did it. And he said, draw Watch this. He said, draw out now and, and uh, go to the man in charge. Go to the governor of the feast, the man in charge, the person in charge. And they took it out. Now, in their human mind, this is water. 
We know it's water because we the one put it in here. This is water here. And I can imagine somebody may have said that within themselves, I wonder, does he still realize that this is water? Nothing, nothing in that. Now watch this. Now normally, when, it, when you're making wine, anybody know anything about making wine, you know it usually takes time. Tell your neighbor it's a process. It's a process. It's a process. Sometimes you got to get all that stuff. You got to let it sit and all that stuff, you know, in order for it to have the strength and all that it needs. But watch this. When the Lord is involved. You ain't got to go through all the other, st other steps that other folks have to go through. Come on, somebody. Because when the Lord is in it, come on, somebody. All he has to do is speak a word. All he has to do is think it and it's done. He said unto them, now that you have filled the water pots with water, take it out and give it to the governor. They just did it. Now watch this. As I close here today, you don't see anywhere in the text where Jesus prayed no special prayer. He did not say, Father, I thank you that you have all power. And, and, and Father, I thank you that you are able to make this water into wine. And I ask you now to transform this water into wine. He didn't pray that. He gave them an instruction. And see, sometimes when we have a need in our life, watch this. God, God spoke this to me. Sometimes we look for the Lord to do it all. And sometimes we'll be singing a song and we'll be talking about, uh, somebody said, what's your, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting, I'm waiting on the Lord and, and, and we don't even realize the Lord is waiting on us. Look at your neighbor and tell him the Lord ain't the hold up. Mm, he, he's not the hold up. Now I know sometimes he'll, he'll make us wait on some things, amen, because it's not time yet, but sometimes the Lord is waiting on us to make a move. Let me go on in. You don't see why he prayed a special prayer. He didn't do that. And there's a reason why, because watch this. When you walk in obedience to what the Lord says, he will release the blessing. And on the flip side of that, you can be walking in disobedience and pray all you want It ain't going to happen. If you're walking in disobedience, you can pray, Oh, Lord, Jesus, I need you, Lord. Come, Lord, and, 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 and all that. 
cry, spit, snot running out your nose and everything. If you walking in disobedience, I don't care how you pray, it ain't gonna happen. Yet, when you walk in obedience, all you have to do is continue to abide in the Lord, in his will. Come on, somebody. And if you stay in the will of God, if you do what the Lord has instructed you to do, do I have anybody praying with me? If you do what he says do, the Lord is just a matter of time. I just heard the Holy Ghost say that. Somebody been waiting on the Lord to fulfill a promise in your life. And you saying, Lord, I've been walking in obedience. I'm doing what you told me to do, but I have not seen it materialize in my life. The Lord says unto you, it's only a matter of time. And the Bible said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. All I'm saying is hang in there with God. It's just a matter of time. High five somebody and tell them it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. You just got to wait on your season. Come on somebody. It is written in the word of God. Amen. If you just do what the Lord says do. If you do that which is pleasing in his sight. The Bible said blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of a sinner. Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season tell somebody wait on your season his leaf shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper look at somebody tell him do what the Lord said do you may be talked about, but do what he said. You may lose some friends, but do what he said. Folks may not understand you, but do what he said. They did what he said. They didn't question what he said. They got the water. And they're making their way to the governor of the feast. And I can imagine some of them in their human mind were saying, oh, I hope I don't look like a fool. How many know the Lord will never fail you, but he'll scare you sometimes? Am, am I preaching to anybody that ever had the Lord to scare you? You had a need in your life and, and the Lord waited till the last minute before he delivered. I can see them with the water in their hand taking it to the governor of the feast. Now when they left Jesus it was still water. But by the time they made it to the governor in charge, 
what used to be water had been changed into wine. Have I got a witness here? And I want to tell somebody, sometimes in our lives, amen, we cannot wait until God works a miracle before we move. But sometimes we just got to move in faith. Have I got a witness here? And if you move in faith, the Lord will make everything all right. Anybody here know he will. Shake somebody's hand and tell them, neighbor, trust the Lord. Trust him with all of your heart and don't lean to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge God and he will direct your path have I got a witness somebody saying saying when they made it to the governor and he tasted the wine he called for the bridegroom and he said wait a minute this is some shown enough good old wine he said the custom is normally you serve the best wine first have I got a witness somebody say it say in and after you serve uh, the best you've got uh, have I got a witness uh, and then uh, you serve the worst wine because when folks done got high uh, and when they get drunk uh, they really don't know what they're drinking uh, have I got a witness uh, the taste uh, it really don't matter uh, have I got a witness uh, somebody say yeah say yeah and God told me to tell somebody that he is the God of your crisis have I got a witness whatever you in face with whatever you encounter the Lord is he's right there to help you have I got a witness I heard the psalmist saying that God is our refuge. God is our strength. God is a present help in the time of trouble. Is it anybody here know that the Lord will get you out of trouble even before you get in? Have I got a witness? Somebody say it. Somebody here ought to be reminded uh, that whatever uh, you're going through uh, you ought to call on the Lord uh, there's power uh, in his name there's healing uh, in his name there's joy uh, in his name somebody shout yeah shout yeah shout yeah God will make a way somehow. Anybody believe it? Can you say it? 
say yes he'll help you I heard the governor said y'all done saved the best wine until now have I got a witness and I want to tell somebody on my way to my seat that God said that the best is yet to come is it anybody believing somebody shout glory after the crisis the best is yet to come shake somebody's hand tell them don't give up tell them the best is yet to come I know God have done some great things in your life but the best is yet to come if you turn your problem over to the Lord while you're trying to figure it out the Lord already got it worked out look at somebody and tell them put it in his hand put it in his hand your problem put it in his hand your children put them in his hand your husband put him in his hand your wife put him in his hand and God will phony make a way say yes say yes yes he'll do it he will do what no other power can can do anybody believe God got all power he will do what what no other power I know that he can 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 do say it again he do what no other power 